Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. Of course, it's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I am Andy Baskin. So, we heard in the post-game speech, um, Kevin Stefanski gave the players both Monday and Tuesday off. One is mandated by the CBA. Uh, Monday is not, though. He said, go in, get a lift, and, and then you're done. Uh, good thing or bad thing, and will Kevin get roasted if something bad happens in Indianapolis for giving the team a day off, especially after coming off a bye? Yeah, I think um, after that one yesterday, that that's fine. Probably shouldn't make a habit of that. Um, a lot of a lot of teams that are accustomed to winning all the time don't do that. They don't do Victory Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, considering the the week that they had and and everything going on, I, I don't have an issue with it. Uh, and, I have and zero I, issue, especially if the coaches assess the fact that his team is beat up yeah. and they need some rest. It's the perfect time to give a team a day off. Well, especially here's if the thing too. If you they win, they, they win for sure. You know what they do on Mondays? They, you know, they, they yeah, they they get treatment, they have meetings, they go through film, uh, and that's about it. Basically saying no film tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, that's that's basically what if you and, need treatment, you're going in anyway. And you know what? They they got their their tablets with them. The film yeah, that's true. tablets, so they can do film at home from the comfort of their home. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't, I have no issue with that. Um, you know, th- there are a lot of things to, that you can nitpick Kevin Stefanski about. That's not going to be one of them. All right, Daryl, uh, PJ Walker obviously managed the game. Uh, you know, a lot of scrutiny about that pass late in the game. Uh, and Kevin seems to be taking the heat on the radio. I don't think a lot of people realize that Kevin came out after the game and said, hey, that, that I didn't call that. I did not well, call a pass. One of the things I did um, last night <laughs> as I was wrapping up my work, because I was a, like, I, I ripped Kevin a new one on X <laughs> about it for, you know, calling a pass. Right. And so I, I, I quote posted myself and just said, hey, I, uh, in fact, I'll pull it up to tell you what I, I put same as Brian Daybowl on Sunday night football at the end of the first half. Holy moly. That was a bad call. So so Taylor, what I did is I quoted the post and I said, Hey, to be fair and correct this in the moment criticism, Kevin Stefanski, try not to throw PJ Walker under the bus post game. But he did say this about that play quote. We knew he was not supposed to throw. He knew he was not supposed to throw the ball. He knew it right away, but he's a fighter. And uh, because again, I ripped Kevin for that and I felt it was important to correct the record on that and also acknowledge that 
you know, Kevin addressed that particular situation and uh, that did not play out the way I thought that it had played out. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, if we have to see a lot of PJ Walker, they're in trouble. Uh, I mean, this week or for down the road. I just think in general, I mean, there were, look, there were throws that he, he couldn't get footballs to people at times. And, <laughs> and that's, that's somewhat problematic. Um, Wide open people late in the game. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Like it was, it was bad. So he, he, he didn't lose him the game. Okay. He kept, he, I do think that after you beat San Francisco though, that there's a sense of loyalty to him from the team. Yes or no. I know what loyalty is, but I, the Browns are, somewhat loyal to their players. Like I think once they have someone on that roster, they want to stick with it. Hey, hang on. Me. I'm, I, I'm, I'm checking my notes to see how loyal they were to Dorian Thompson Robinson. Hang on. Well, second. but he's, it's not like he got cut from the team. Neither did PJ. He just went back to the practice squad. And then this week is the week they have to make a decision. We talked about that. No, no, he gets, he gets eleva- if he gets elevated again this week, then next week is when they got to make that decision. He has to be on the 53 next week, well, right? They got to, they got to, they got to make a, uh, he, Kevin was asked um, Monday. He was asked about keeping three quarterbacks on the roster, and he kind of deferred to Andrew Barry. See, and what Kevin has to understand is we don't get to ask Andrew Barry that question. Yeah, That's no kidding. Ask him. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Andrew already spoke. Uh, he gave his one in-season address. That already happened, so we won't hear from Andrew until the NFL. So, or, sorry, we'll hear from him when the season is over. Um uh, also sorry. to clarify, if they elevate him this week, yeah, the only way he gets to Monday to be on the team is if he's on the 53. Correct. Correct? That is correct. Okay. So if he has a good game, they're gonna have to keep three on the roster. And if they think Deshaun's not ready. Yeah, I, I think that they're lighting some candles in some chapels somewhere <laughs> praying that Deshaun is Deshaun going to be ready. I don't know. I have no idea. He's day to day, like we all are. Like the rest of us, Deshaun is day-to-day. That situation remains completely unchanged. Gave an update on Joel Batonio. Uh, Hopes to be at practice on uh, Wednesday. We'll see. Any other injury updates? Uh, We had a couple of guys here. Uh, Let's see here. I mentioned Anthony Walker's in the concussion protocol. Michael Dunn, who uh, stepped in for Batonio, he's got a calf injury, so... That's not the uh, the best of news either. So and Cedric Tillman's dealing with a hip, but He's we back. don't know he will be back. Yeah, he'll be so back. J- Jalen Darden back to the practice squad. Uh, Is that where we got him from? Yeah, yeah. And boy, the return game. But by the way, he looked better in the return game than Donovan Peoples Jones, don't you think? A I th- bit? I think the return game's hot garbage. I, I did he look better than Donovan Peoples Jones? That's my question for you. You could look better than Donovan Peoples. I'm kidding. I don't, I don't he seems to no, I don't want to say he's in the doghouse, but he's not in a place where um he, it just that the, they're the, not getting a lot out of him. I just I, I just feel like the return game's a lost cause at this point. That's just how it I feel. feels that way. Hasn't it felt that way since Josh Gribbs? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, honestly. I, I just I wonder like, how many other teams in the NFL feel that way, though, because the way that things have changed. It's probably the weakest point on the team, if we're being completely honest about it. The return game is probably the weak link on the team right now. And, and, and really it's just, just don't fumble the football. Just catch the thing. Also don't catch the thing at like the three yard line. <laughs> like <laughs> know where you are on the field. Okay. If the ball's inside the five, you know, 
I, I miss the days where they used to like stand at the 10. If it goes over the head, they just let it go. And, and yes. if, if the thing happens to get downed inside the two or something like that, well, then that's just the football gods working against you. Otherwise, don't <laughs> try and do anything ridiculous inside the 10 yard line fielding punts. But that is a change. Like, that's not just a Browns thing, Andy. Right. That's, that's around the league. Teams are fielding those footballs inside the five yard line, which is shocking. Um, and also, too, um, I'm not seeing a lot of fair catches on the kickoff short of the goal line. Yeah, I think it's guys trying to vie themselves for a job, thinking they might be able to beat two guys. I was when I was, I you know, I watch every game with Jamal White, and you know, he was talking about how running backs and players in that position where they get the ball in their hands and they have the opportunity to run. Yeah. So whether it's a running play or it's a special teams opportunity, that you know, I, I'm trying to think. I asked him. We were, there was a play yesterday, and I can't remember if it was Ford or I think it was Ford, that tried to run backwards to extend the play to come back. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and said, if he ever tried to do that with Butch as a head coach, he wouldn't see the field for the rest of the game. Yeah, And that now teams just either allow it or they're encouraging it, trying to extend a play out that way. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, and um, <laughs> it's burned Elijah Moore a few times. In the yes. Run. Like his – Elijah Moore's run averages would be so much better and his yards would be so much better if he wasn't doing that stuff. Right. Right. Cause he right. just, he, he, Desha- he, I mean, let's face it. Deshaun does it all the time too. It's like, okay, well, got it. Deshaun. A lot of Deshaun sacks are because he's extending plays. They're not the, they're not the, the pocket sacks, right? Right. They're not just strictly pressure coming, coming to get them. It's just, he runs into a few of them. So, um, but as we talked about, uh, with Deshaun and the, like that's cost to do in business, just like the holding penalties and illegal man downfield and stuff like that. By the way, man, that going back and rewatching that, that Jed Wills penalty, uh, taking that downfield. Oh my God. Was that, it's, it, what, you, it was like, he didn't know what the play was. What'd you think? Yeah. I, he just, he got caught in space for whatever reason. And, <coughs> and it was, and it was not a ticky tack call. Like, cause that's what I was thinking at the time. was this ticky tack. And then I watched it again on Monday and I'm like, not nah, like they had to throw that flag. He was way downfield. Um, but that it was a killer penalty, really was. But all's well that ends well. The Browns won the football game. They're three and two. Uh, defense is feeling themselves. I am curious though, man, like because the haters aren't gonna be there anymore. Like San Francisco came in as the best the uh, best offense or one of the best offenses in the NFL, right? They right. Were second to Miami in scoring. They were among the league leaders in, in yardage and and that. And the Browns shut them down. And so the narrative has gone from pregame Sunday. Browns are underdogs. Browns getting their doors blown off. They have no chance to win, right? Uh, as Dante Whitner said, the defense is pretenders. They hadn't played anybody, so you can't give them any love. To now, they they shut down the 49ers, and now everyone's like, Holy crap, the Browns defense is really freaking good. Like they are Yeah, but no one's good. about to give the Browns offense any credit for anything, especially even if Deshaun comes back and plays well. Well, would you give this because, any credit for anything right now? No, no, I wouldn't. But what I'm what we you've said this and we've said this before. The Browns offense isn't likable because people don't like Deshaun. No, that's true. That's but to, it, so. to put this into perspective, the Browns 1002 yards allowed by the defense, which is the mm-hmm. fewest in the National Football League is also the fewest since 1971 when the Minnesota uh, actually Minnesota Vikings gave up 945 yards in 1970 through their first five the Baltimore Colts 
1971, 836 yards. Uh, they just edged out Washington, uh, who gave up 1,005 yards in 1974. So this is 50 years, over yep. 50 years, uh, that this a defense is off to this uh, type of start. And from a franchise perspective, how about this nugget from the Browns uh, uh, media relations department? Final point of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Go ahead, Daryl. What is the final point? The 1,002 yards allowed is the fewest for the franchise in the first six weeks of a season ever. 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 Feel good about your defense. We've been talking about it all year on this show, so you already knew that, and we're glad you're on board. If you're new, we love the fact that you're watching us on YouTube. You know you can always get a hold of us on Twitter and Instagram at Game Day CLE for our fabulous producer, Meredith Kane. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Daryl, one last thought if you got it. Otherwise, say goodnight, my friend. Uh, that was it. That's it. Good night, my friend. It's always game day in Cleveland.